Do you have trouble consistently coming up with content ideas? I'm Kristen of Social Scoop Podcast. And I'm Emma of the Creative Edition Podcast. And we're combining both of our experiences as full-time creators and entrepreneurs to bring you a special four-episode series on both of our shows, all about being an idea machine. The amount of content we're expected to pump out as creators and influencers is overwhelming to say the least. But there's a lot that we've learned along the way that can help you work smarter, not harder when it comes to building a consistent content strategy that works for you. So on July 4th and July 11th, you'll be able to find an episode on both of our shows, breaking down one of our proven methods for being an idea machine to give you a total of four episodes for guidance. So grab a notebook or start a new Notion doc and get ready to fall in love with creating content again. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 103 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here today, especially because in the last week, I feel like it's been so crazy with the launch of Threads. So if you've been living under a rock, because I feel like at this point, most people have probably heard about this or are already on this, Instagram launched a brand new app last week on July 5th called Threads, and I have been spending so much time there in the last week. I absolutely love it. Let me tell you a little bit about what I've learned about it so far and kind of give you the rundown, but I'm so excited to see where this app goes. And I'm really excited to hear what you guys think of it as well. So first things first, Threads, for those who don't know, is essentially Twitter for Instagram. Um, So it's it's a text-based app, but it's connected to your Instagram. So everyone that you're seeing on Instagram can also follow you over on Threads. You can, you know, bring your bio and your headline right from Instagram over to threads. Like it's very interconnected. Essentially, what I've learned so far is that there are so many great opportunities here on threads. First things first is now is the time to connect with brands on this app. It's very similar to Twitter where if you tweet, like if you're having a bad experience with, you know, Taco Bell, you tweet to Taco Bell, like they almost always respond. Like it's a very responsive app on Twitter. Twitter, typically with brands. And I think that Threads is absolutely no different, especially right now when all of the brands are getting on and like being super active because they want to like really explore this app. And also not a lot of people are going to be doing this yet. So I think you have the advantage of, you know, not being in, in like an oversaturated place like Instagram, right? So Threads is being is so new. Many brands are experimenting there. Use this as an opportunity to reply to their threads, start conversations with them, like tag them in your threads, whatever you have to do to get this brand's attention. I think there are so many opportunities for that here on threads. In terms of the algorithm or reach on threads, obviously it's so new. I don't know much about it. I've been really trying to play around with it and figure it out. But what I have found out is that when someone replies to your thread, it shows up on the feed of the people who follow them. So a lot of the times what I see on my feed is one of my follows, like someone who I follow responding to someone else's thread. And then I see that person's original post. So it shows up on the people, uh, the feed of the people who follow them. So this is a really great tool to use when you're trying to expand your reach, right? Because you can start conversational 
several threads that are essentially going to encourage people to respond. And then every time they respond, now you're on the feeds of the people who follow them. So again, great, great opportunity to expand your reach. And I think the cool thing with threads is that we are all just like having fun, you know, like it doesn't matter if you don't know the person, like respond to that, that thread too, you know, I think this is a great opportunity to just make friends, network, have fun. And this is a really great way, again, if you're thinking about like, how can I use this strategically? Great way to get new reach on your page. So more logistical things, you can basically share up to 500 characters of text in one thread, up to 10 photos, which basically show up in a swipeable carousel, and a video that's up to five minutes long, which honestly is kind of crazy to me that you can have a longer thread video than you can an Instagram video at this point, but I'm sure that's on the horizon, not far behind. But you can also share external clickable links, which I think is a really great opportunity for anyone who does want to throw in some kind of like, you know, sales types of posts where you're leading people to your freebie or you're leading people to something that you created. You can have external clickable links. One kind of complaint, I guess, that I've seen from people is that they want to see more of the people that they follow in their feed because there are going to be a lot of kind of just random things thrown in there. Like I get a lot of like Sports Center, Paris Hilton, like a lot of really random accounts, I guess, that I don't follow and that aren't showing up because someone else is replying to them. They kind of just get thrown in there. If you would only like to see content from those you follow, you can actually change that setting in Instagram. And I've shown this to a few people so far. Some people have the option. Some people do not. I don't know why that is. Essentially, what you would need to do is actually go on to Instagram, go to your settings. From there, you go to notifications. From there, you go to threads and replies. And then there's a section at the bottom that says choose first threads um, or first threads. And then basically, you're under that, you're going to choose from people you follow so that you're only seeing those first threads from people you follow. This might be the most important thing you learned today about threads. If you get on threads and you decide, mm, don't like this, it's not for me, and you decide to deactivate your threads account, you will also, or sorry, delete your threads account. You will also delete your Instagram. Okay. They are connected. You can choose to deactivate your threads account that will not affect your Instagram. But if you delete your threads account, you will also delete your Instagram. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Other things that are really cool about threads, uh, voice notes and photo video tagging are features that are actually supposedly in the works right now. Um, And then also right now, an Instagram is, quote, lightly ranking posts um, while also looking to highlight recommendations from accounts that you don't follow. So again, it's kind of, um, they're playing around with the algorithm, it seems. We also have learned that hashtags on this app are not active, which I kind of love. No pressure to use hashtags, but who knows? That could change. Um, And as of right now, we don't see any ads that are being brought to us by threads or meta, whatever, uh, at this point. And again, I'm sure because this app needs to make money, you guys, it's a business. I'm sure eventually that will happen. uh, But we'll have to see what happens there. My biggest advice that I can give you with threads is don't take it too seriously. I think a lot of people are like, I don't know what to post. I don't know what to post. Literally, if a thought comes into your mind, just share it. (laughs) Like I have been sharing the stupidest things and if they start conversation. Again, it's getting my my page 
in front of new people just because I'm having these random, random conversations with people. Um, So just have fun with it. Don't take it too seriously. It doesn't have to be super connected to your business. Like this can be where you show your personality and show who you are as a person outside of your business, which is something that I've really been trying to do um, and how I've been trying to utilize this new app. So my best advice, don't overthink it, have fun with it. Um, But I do definitely suggest you at least create an account and start to experiment. Now, I know that a lot of you guys have trouble creating content ideas because I know that I myself do. No matter how many years I've done this, I still reach a point sometimes where I'm like, oh shit, I don't have any ideas. I need to sit down and figure it out. And it's always very overwhelming and almost intimidating for me at times. So I'm so excited to bring you part three and four of the Idea Machine series that Emma and I have put together. You can find part one and two, part one on my page, part two on Emma's page. And then we have part three here in this episode. And Emma actually has part four over on her page right now. We went over four different ideas that you can use, different strategies that you can use to create new content ideas that are going to be great. And it won't be a very stressful process for you. So, so excited to hear what you guys think of this series. If you have any suggestions for series that you'd like Emma and I to put together. We had so much fun doing this and would love to do it again. So feel free to shoot us a DM. Don't forget to share this episode on your stories and we'll see you guys next week. Welcome back to week two of our Idea Machine series. I'm very, very excited that you guys are loving this series so far. I'm here with Emma again. We're going to be giving you two more really great methods, one in this episode that you're listening to right now and one in an episode that is over on Emma's show. So if you didn't already listen to last week's episodes, pause this, go listen to those episodes first, and then come on over here and listen to our last two methods that we're sharing with you. So if you guys don't know Emma yet, Emma, thank you for being here. Can you give us a little intro for anyone who is new here? Yes. So my name is Emma and I am a Seattle content creator and the host of the Creative Edition podcast. Super excited to come back again this week to talk about how to use social media platforms to brainstorm content ideas. I feel like as content creators and influencers, like no matter like what life stage we're at, like whether we're just like just getting started with our TikToks, with our Pinterest pages and Instagram, right? Or we've been doing this for five years. I feel like there's always a point where we kind of just run into, you know, a season or a chapter in our creative careers where we're like, I don't know what to talk about. And so (laughs) hopefully the intention with this series really is to like help you always be able to generate content ideas. And if you are in that season of life, hopefully you save this series. And then when you run into that creative block, go back, listen to this series. Cause I find that's what I do at least with podcasts. It's like, okay, this is a resource I can use forever. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that I hear from creators that I work with probably multiple times a day. (laughs) It's just like, oh, I don't know what to post. I don't know what to post. I'm out of ideas. Like, how do I think of something to share? And it's kind of difficult to get to that point where you are consistently thinking of ideas because I think there's a point we all hit where we're like, I've literally talked about everything. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I've said everything I, I could possibly say. And so these are some methods that you can actually use to combat that because yeah. we've also felt that way. For sure. <laughs> this is something we can totally relate 
relate to. And so I know for me, sometimes when I like go back and like listen to old episodes that I've recorded, I was like, wait, I like need to listen to this tip (laughs) that I said. And so, (laughs) um, all right, friends. So I think one of the first things that I'm really excited to chat about today is using Pinterest, which is kind of one of the OG social media platforms to help you like generate brainstorm content ideas. So I feel like in today's like kind of TikTok age, right? Like Pinterest may not be like the sexiest platform, the newest platform, <laughs> yeah. but it's actually a huge search engine and Pinterest has done such a great job evolving as a platform to like help creators, you know, Pinterest creators specifically, like figure out like what type of content to create next. So today I want to talk about using Pinterest trends. And if you have not heard of Pinterest trends before, if you type in trends.pinterest.com, you can see Pinterest trends. And it's basically a tool that displays a historic view at the like top search terms across different countries and regions on Pinterest. And specifically, like as a creator, right, you can use Pinterest trends to learn like what people are searching for. So again, I know right now, like, We think about like Instagram, which has like a billion active users. Pinterest has probably around 300 million active users, which I'm like, that's 300 million people. That's like, it's not a billion, but that's like still a lot of people. And so again, right, the intention with using Pinterest trends is like Pinterest literally like takes all this information, all the search terms that like all their users are using and they are like making it into digestible data that you can use as a creator to figure out like what keywords and what content is specifically trending or popular in Pinterest. So you don't have to do that guesswork. So interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. And again, like I know, like, even if you're not, even if Pinterest is just not, not just your main platform, you can like use this to write future blog posts. You can use this to like figure out like what, you know, people are, what type of questions people are asking across the internet. Right. And so, um, so right now, if you go to Pinterest trends, you can actually customize the region and the keywords that are trending on Pinterest. And so yesterday I was on there just like looking to see if I should like be writing, you know, specific travel or Mm -hmm. like summer content. And I searched travel outfit summer And it was crazy. Like if you search that, you can see like the age demographic, um, you can see the gender demographic. And then one thing I really enjoy is like seeing the related trends. Like you can see like, like really close search terms that other people are like searching for under that. And so if you have not used Pinterest trends before, you're probably like, okay, so this is great, right? Like, I I guess now I can see like what people are searching, but does this mean I need to like read, like redo my whole content strategy? And like one of my tips with Pinterest is with Pinterest, right? You can always repurpose the content you've already made. So like if you go back, you have a blog, you have a website, you know, maybe you can go back and like see like the summer salad recipes that you've made and you can like repurpose that into a new blog post, make pins Mm. associated with it, make video pins associated with it. Like you don't have to create brand new content. I think with Pinterest, like when I work with my Pinterest manager, we're always thinking about ways to like repurpose. What content have we made where we can just like use a new feature on Pinterest like 
right. the video pins and then make it aligned with a specific trend that's trending right now. And so, um, but repurposing content, old content, that's just like, you know, one of the, I feel like traditional ways we do it, but with specifically yeah. with Pinterest, if you can take like a trending topic or a trending search term, then you can marry that with like, okay, I know people are going to search for this. Yeah. Yeah. I think the interesting thing about Pinterest that is kind of like almost a misconception is it really is just like a different version of Google. Like, I guess like a prettier, more visual version Mm -hmm. of Google. Yeah, exactly. But it is, it's a search platform, you know? So the data that we're going to be able to find from something like Pinterest is a lot better than data I think that you're going to get from Instagram or TikTok most of the time. You know, like we don't necessarily have a lot of ways on Instagram, at least specifically, where we can find what people are searching for. Like sometimes when you use a search bar, like you'll get some options that pop up, but I don't feel like it's ever necessarily like showing things in order of like, this is what's actually trending. It's kind of just like, here are some things at some point in time someone has searched for. But I like the idea that this Pinterest option actually is based on like what's trending right now, you know? For sure. Yeah. One thing for me, and this might just be like the analytical side of my brain. (laughs) I am obsessed with the fact that they literally show you the historical data. They're literally like, oh, by the way, like this trend, like, I don't know if this is true. I'm just like giving an example. (laughs) Travel outfit summer, like that search term actually was trending in March, April, and May. And so when you're starting to plan your content, March, April, and May, that's actually a great time for you to be talking about summer content because you're ahead by a season and you know people are planning their summer plans during spring because you know you want to book flights, you know when, you know, your summer vacation is, you know, you need to request PTO. and, And then that's when like people start thinking about that, right? And so for me, you just do not get that historical data on Instagram. And I think again, like not to like nerd out on Pinterest, but like, because Pinterest was like, I would say their desktop format, like is really good. Not that their app is not fine, but I really prefer to use Pinterest on desktop. Like you just get better, more in-depth information. And so when you start to plan content a season ahead or a month ahead, right? You can actually like get a better idea and you, and you know that you're going to create content that people are actually searching for. And so that's at least what I've learned again, like working with Karia, my Pinterest manager, she's like, Hey, we're always trying to do a season ahead. And so like, it's crazy. Like I'll see her like schedule things. I'll see her use Pinterest trends and and we're like two months ahead and she'll be like posting fall stuff. And my brain's still like, I'm like, wait, I'm not done. I have summer stuff I want to talk about. And she's like, you can still post it, but you know, right. just for future reference, like yeah. a season yeah, that's ahead. Something I've learned as well is with Pinterest. Um, last year I worked with a Pinterest manager for a little while and she said that it also like thinking about like posting on Pinterest, not necessarily just the keywords, but posting on Pinterest, it takes a little while for your posts to actually get indexed into the search results. So even if you're, you know, in March posting something for fall, like at least maybe March, April, May, it takes that time to get into the actual like search 
engine. And then you have that time where you're again getting on it early while people are starting to search for it. So it's kind of crazy how far in advance you need to work on Pinterest. But I think it also, again, like gets you ahead of the curve. Like it's a great way to be the the top results, you know, the top search results. And especially with a term that is going to be like very heavily populated, like that's exactly where you want to be. I actually, just as as you were talking, I opened up this Pinterest trends because I've never actually used it before. Um, And it's awesome. This is really cool. So I typed in vegan recipes just off of what we were talking about last episode. (laughs) Um, And it is cool that it shows you, you know, like you can do date range past one year, past six months, and it shows you like the interest over time. So if it's a topic where the interest is starting to go up, 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 like I think about UGC, that was a topic that no one ever talked about. Now I feel like in the last year, everyone and their mother has talked about it. I'm sure that UGC, if I searched it, would be like a total like going up the charts. But what I actually really like about this too is that it shows those related keywords. When you said related trends, I didn't necessarily think it was keywords. Um, but it's really nice that, and it shows you a little chart for all of the keywords. Too. Isn't that like, amazing? That's so awesome. Yeah. Again, my yeah. analytical brain was like, it, it, it explodes because I'm sitting there and I was like, <laughs> and again, this is not like, you don't have to implement this content strategy if it does not like resonate with you. Yeah. But for example, like with the vegan recipes, right? Essentially, you could create posts, you can create blog posts, videos, whatever, related to every keyword, and you might be covering the same five recipes, but (laughs) you just have a different search term. But you're still solving that problem because it's related to whatever people are searching. And so again, so much of like creating content online is just like working smarter, not harder. And it's like, okay, you've already created the content. You've created the five vegan recipes what are the five different ways we can share this? And I've seen food bloggers do this. I've literally, I'm sitting there and I was like, they're like, <laughs> so, I mean, especially since like recipes do so well on Pinterest. Cause I think that's oh, what yeah. pe- people are saving. And, um, I always go back to Pinterest when I want to like recreate 100%. a specific salad or whatever that may be. But again, right. It's like create the content once, see what content ideas are related to that use Pinterest trends. And then like, you literally could just like create a month's worth of content Mm -hmm. by seeing like what's related to one trend. Yeah. And in the little area at the bottom where it shows popular pins, I think this could be really helpful too, because it shows you things that are already trending or like pins that are already performing well in those keywords that you're searching. So again, like that might be a great place to find some ideas as well. Like when I type in vegan recipes and look at the top ones, a lot of them are like Asian inspired recipes. So like that is great information for me to have like, okay, what Asian inspired vegan recipes, if I'm a vegan recipe creator, what can I create that would fit in with that? I think that it can give you a lot of really good information here. Yeah, this is amazing. I can't believe it's free. Again, I, I yeah, I'm sitting here and I was like, people are sleeping on Pinterest. I feel like for real. And I was like, again, it's not that, I, and it just depends like what the hot topic of the season is right now. Like I would say right yeah. now, as we're recording this, TikTok, UGC, like those big, mm-hmm. those are like the big things. But there's like platforms like Pinterest that have been around for a while where they have the historical data. They're still millions of active users and you can Mm -hmm. literally use this platform to like help you 
continue to brainstorm content ideas, not just for Pinterest, but I literally use Pinterest for my blog, for Instagram, for TikTok, because I know people are searching for this. And um, and if you're not sure about that, I always laugh because right now, and I'm sure right now, like one of the trends on Instagram, you've seen this, right? People are literally like hashtagging and writing keywords like Pinterest inspo, Pinterest aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know people are literally (laughs) looking at Pinterest trying to recreate their photos, Right. right? And so it's like, they're all intertwined, I promise. Just because yeah. people are not posting about Pinterest doesn't mean they're not using it. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah. 100%. I love that. Yeah. Pinterest. Okay. Little hidden gem here. Pinterest trends specifically. I love it. Um, well, let's shift and talk a little bit more about other social platforms that you can use to actually brainstorm content ideas. My favorite ones to actually do this with is um, YouTube and TikTok. And in our week one episode on on Social Scoop, we talked a little bit about TikTok and how it can be so helpful when you have you know questions that you're trying to figure out that your audience might have. Um, I think with utilizing like SEO on TikTok and YouTube this is a really great way to, again, find what people are searching for. Um, So for me, on both platforms, you can kind of use the search bar to start with an idea that maybe you have. Again, like, let's call it, you know, healthy vegan recipe, you type that into the search bar, and then different on different plat- the different platforms, um, different things are going to show up that will help you again with your ideas. So for example, on YouTube, if I type in healthy vegan recipes, it might show me all of those other questions that are coming up similar to like when you're searching something on Google, you know, those automated search results come up on YouTube, it might say like, you know, what are the easiest vegan healthy vegan recipes or five minute healthy vegan recipes, like all of these, again, search terms that people are actually typing in on YouTube are things that people are typing in. They have questions about them, right? (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, it's like, it's funny because it's like the platforms are literally making it so easy for us. (laughs) But but it's just a matter of like recognizing like, oh, you're right. I can actually like use how this is structured to help inform me of like what I want to create next. Yeah. So, so hopefully like this is something that you've seen or at least, you know, Mm -hmm. experimented with, but hopefully now you can kind of like flip your mindset and be like, Oh, I can totally use this to like set my content strategy for this upcoming week, this upcoming month or season. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and I like to use, I think I use TikTok the most often for this. Um, When I do use the TikTok search bar, again, if I type in healthy vegan recipes, what's really cool is that if you basically go to scroll down a tiny bit, you'll see these boxes that come up and it's usually like six boxes, three and three, and they'll have other search terms that are related to the one that you typed in. And so those are not only like content ideas, but they are actual SEO terms that people are searching for. So if you take all of those keywords, what I actually did a few months ago, I went and searched all of the topics that I talk about. And I, I like scroll through into this little area. And I took all of those keywords and literally put them all in a doc. So now I just have this giant document of all of these keywords that when I'm going to type a caption, or like type anything that I'm going to write on screen, I will have that up next to me and be like, ooh, okay, like 
I'll say it this way so that I can use like this phrase in my caption because I know that those are things that people are actually typing in. And because TikTok is also becoming a search platform, you know, like SEO is so important there, similar to Google, YouTube, Pinterest, whatever. I know that people are searching for those. So my stuff is going to come up in the search results. Like it's a great way to be discovered. It's so smart. It's so smart to do that. Yeah. I think for me, like one way I've used TikTok specifically and like I've experimented with it, I kind of need to get back to it. Right. So TikTok for me, I think my travel content does the best. That's where I share them, like all my travel videos, all my travel recaps. And like you can start to experiment like different keywords that will resonate best with your audience. So for example, things to do in Seattle during the summer, things to do in neighbor outside of Seattle, things to do in Bellevue, things to do in Tacoma. And then you kind of like get to see what other people are searching for. And then you'll also like I've I've typed in right things to do in Seattle. And then you'll see like Seattle restaurants, Seattle views, Seattle tourist spots or whatever that and then you're like, oh my God, like these are all like things that I've talked about. And now I can create specific videos that are related to the specific key term, this this search term. And I know it's going to pop up. And the great thing, again, with TikTok, because it's an interest graph based platform where, right, they keep their users on by serving you more content that you're interested in, is that the rest of your videos will literally show up on that person's page. And I've noticed this, like from a user behavior standpoint, like I'll never forget someone commented and they're like, how does TikTok know I just landed in Seattle? <laughs> like they've come, they'll comment on my video. <laughs> and then I noticed like this, this users will literally save every Seattle video that I've created. Mm, Cause I was right. like, oh yeah. Cause they're showing the app, right? They've either liked this or saved this. And now yeah. TikTok is like, oh, this account Emma's edition shows all the Seattle content. So let's continue to serve her videos to this person. Cause they've showed right. that they're saved it. And so it's like, yeah, at least for me, it's like TikTok is, again, such done such a great job continuing to serve interest, interest-based yeah. information. And so for you, it's like, use it to your advantage. Make sure you're like creating content along mm-hmm. all, the, all those, um, all those search terms, those keywords, right. whether you're talking about veganism or content creator tips, or you're talking about, I don't know, cocktails, right? Like <laughs> there's yeah, going to be... Anything. I know TikTok does such a great job, like segmenting those, <laughs> those, those search terms. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And actually this is a little off topic, but I think you bring up a point that is worth diving into a little bit more. Um, in that exact example, when you are posting about something specific and you're coming up in search results for people that are searching for that specific thing. That is a great position to be in, obviously, because it's going to help you be more discoverable, grow your audience, grow your engagement, all of that. But the most successful way to have more people using your content in that way, like saving it, getting served more of it, is when your content is really specific. And this kind of like brings us to the niche conversation. You know, everyone's like, oh, do I need a niche? Do I need a niche? No, you don't need a niche, but are you going to show up in more search results if your page is very focused on one thing and showing, someone has shown a lot of interest in that one thing? Yeah. You know, so like I I personally, I don't think you need to have one word that describes you and that's it. 
and you can't, you know, go out of that box. But I do think it's worth having a specific mission so that if people are searching for anything related to that, you can guarantee that your content is going to come up somewhere in those search results. No, I'm so glad you brought this up, right? Because I think sometimes when and people are probably sick of me because I'm like making a mission statement, right? But, yes. but, at the same, but at the same time, right? I think it goes back to that. It's like, okay, you don't have to post about one niche, but when specifically like for a platform like TikTok, right? Like what do you want people to know about you? What do you want this platform to identify like your platform as, right? And so yeah. for example, like I... One of my favorite creators on TikTok is your Korean dad. I heart I love him. Like fills my soul. <laughs> sees through me. Anyways, but for him, right? He and I think like you might be like, oh my God, like he talks about food, he does brand campaigns, like there, he does a plethora of things. But for him, when I think of him, like his specific creator point of view, I think about like how genuine he is, how he makes people feel seen. And mm -hmm. like for him, I don't know what his mission statement is, but that to me is still really clear. Like yeah. he's coming from a cultural point of view, your Korean dad, but he is also coming from a point of view where he makes you feel seen, accepted, heard, and like yes. that's a mission statement. And so on the flip side, right, there's a million ways to be a travel content creator. And for me, I talk about Seattle, but I also talk about like all the other places I've been to. Currently yeah. not traveling in the season of life <laughs> in my third trimester as we're recording this, but what I've realized on TikTok, I was like, oh, I know how to tie this together. Like one, my call to action at the end is follow for more travel recommendations, right? Right. So for me, it's like, I'm not doing aspirational types of travel, right? Like travel recommendations to me is more attainable. It's a three-day right. weekend on the Oregon coast. It's visiting Carmel by the sea, right? Like to me, it's like, oh, that's how I was able to like, kind of pull my travel content creator. So it's like, yes, you will always get like the Seattle content, but overall, yeah. like if you want just like kind of attainable travel tips, then like, there you go. Whereas like right. one of my friends, Gabby um, at Pax Light, she literally is like digital nomad, spends a full month somewhere, whether she's oh in gosh. Greece, whether she's in Jordan, right? Like that's like her thing, but like she literally is clear. She's like, I'm a digital nomad. So if like you're interested in this lifestyle, yeah here's how I do it. And so, right. yeah, hopefully like this encourages you to obviously like continue to use platforms like TikTok and YouTube because it does do a great job right. um, serving you those related search terms, but it also helps you kind of figure out like, okay, where am I going to sit then on this platform? Like, what is my mission? What's my purpose? What do I want to be right. known for? Right. Like what's my point of view as a creator? Yeah. I, I love that we are so on the same page about that. I, I remember when we had our first podcast recording, we were both geeking out about mission statements. <laughs> it's really like, I think it's the best way to go. It's the most realistic method. Again, I don't think it's easy for every creator to just like pick one word. I'm a fashion blogger. I'm a beauty blogger. Like, because there's so many other things that maybe you want to talk about, but like, if you can find a way to tie it all in with a mission, I think that's all you need. Like that's as far as it needs to go, you know? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, one other thing too, I will mention with TikTok, um, when you do go through those search results, not only can you use those keywords, but I think also taking a look at the, when you filter through and look at the top videos in the last say three months, look at 
those videos too and gather ideas from those videos because if they're performing really well and they're, you know, the in the last three months specifically, they're the top videos. What is it about those videos that people like so much? What what topics were they talking about? Again, go through the the comments on those and see what people are asking, like we talked about in last week's episode. Um, and also pro tip pro tip here too, um, take note of the keywords that they're using because that could also be a huge part of why that video was so successful. Maybe they used really strong keywords that a lot of people were searching for, and then you know, they come up in the search results and you can take those keywords and use them in your own way as well. So there really is so much that you can do with TikTok and YouTube and Pinterest, all of the platforms. I think you just have to like find the time to actually sit down and and dive into those, you know? For sure. And I was going to say, right, it just, it takes the time, the intention. And like, if that's not a part of your content planning strategy right now, this is your sign to like take one day a month take one hour a week to like experiment, search, yeah. like, cause part of it is like, sometimes it just takes some time to like change things up on how you develop and generate your content ideas. Because if you yeah. are consistently like running into a creative block, maybe it's time for you to change things up. And so hopefully this series encourages you to check out Pinterest trends, to look at YouTube and TikTok in a different way and like search for that top performing content or see what related terms are right as you type in those keywords. And so again, the intention is to help you become that idea machine, right? Different ways to approach creating ideas. And we're, you know, we've been talking about a number of them throughout the last you know, week or two. And so hopefully something resonates with you. Yeah, I love it. If you guys are coming from Emma's podcast, then this is uh, the second episode of this week. And if you have not listened to the second episode on Emma's page, then that will be uh, our fourth method, I guess there. Um, So dive into all four of these methods. I think that again, like Emma said, at least one of them is going to resonate with you, I'm sure. Um, But our DMs are also always open if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, or need a little bit of help with any of these. Emma and I are always happy to help get the ball rolling for you guys because we've been there. It can be tough. 